the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. Under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III, Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. The one that was fine as wine, the woman that God gave him, the one that God presented to him, the one he didn't have to go looking for. He didn't have to go sorting through. He didn't have to figure out if she was going to be all right. He didn't have to wonder not whether she was going to be a chicken head or whether she was a gold digger. She was the one God brought to her. Instead of him being totally enamored with her, he's sitting under a tree in la-la land and she's talking to a snake and he's not even paying attention. He's not paying attention that his wife is having a conversation with a snake and she's having a conversation with a snake. And the thing that the snake is telling her, the serpent is telling her is against and contrary to what God has told him. And he doesn't even rise up. He's distracted. He doesn't even rise up to say that ain't what God said. He's distracted right away. There's distraction that happens in a marriage. And many of marriages can testify. Many of you can testify that there are multitudes of distractions that come in marriage. After all the, all the happy and all the attraction and all the goo-goo-ga-ga eyes that you cast at each other and all the lovey-dovey names that you pass on each other and after getting to the altar and after coming into the relationship, immediately the distractions come. There's the distractions of jobs and the distractions of careers and the distractions of kids and the distractions of business and the distractions of toys and the distractions of time and the distractions of of trouble that comes. And and there's always going to be somebody who has prettier skin or, or, or different hair or a bigger behind or bigger breast or bigger biceps or a bigger bank account. There's all kinds of distractions that are going to come. They're going to be somebody who's going to talk a little softer, somebody who's going to listen a little bit better somebody who's going to be more attentive somebody who's going to say oh that's okay somebody who's going to draw you in it's always going to be some distraction always a softer voice a silkier smile always a serpent always a serpent always a serpent bringing distraction there's always going to be distractions but let me say this about distractions because distractions have a purpose there's at least three purposes that i see that the distractions have in the text they have a demonic purpose in, in a sense that these, these are three negative purposes that these distractions play in the text. First of all, the first, first thing I think as I looked at this is that there, th- this distraction has a, an, an intention in chapter 3 verse 1 to move, rather to divert the attraction. Okay, They started off with this attraction, they're attracted to one another, but the distraction comes to divert the attraction. So now it moves you from being attracted to your spouse. You're no longer attracted to them. The distraction comes to, to take your attention away from 
you being naked and not ashamed. In verse 7, watch this. As soon as sin enters, you know what they did? As soon as they had taken from the tree that God told them not to take up, and as soon as sin enters into this whole relationship, immediately the two of them, Adam and Eve, who were greatly attracted to each other, the distraction now causes them to cover up. Now they're covering up what they at first were not ashamed of. They're covering up what they first were attracted to. I mean, come on, think about this. If, if, you, if you're attracted to your spouse and you get a chance to look at them and then they start covering up what you're attracted to, you're going to say, hey, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, take that off. You, you covering up, you, you messing up my, you messing up my visuals. You, you're, you're the, I, I, I don't, I, I need to see that. I want, I want to look at that. But, but they have no problem now because of sin covering up because the distraction diverted the attraction. So it moves the attraction from being attracted to wanting to cover it up. Stay here with me because ultimately what they're really trying to cover up is the results of sin. Stay here with me. And distractions come as a means to draw you away in sin so that you can cover up that which is beautiful for God. Whoo, Lord, have mercy. Not only is, and, and, and I'd ask you this morning, think about this in your own marital relationships for those of you who are married. What distraction is pulling you away? from being attracted to your spouse? What is it that has come as a distraction in your marital relationship that causes you, you know what, you're just not attracted to them the way you were? What distraction has caused that to happen? But there's a second purpose that I I see in the text that uh, I believe that these distractions have. Not only to divert attraction, but also to deceive. Distractions come to create a venue for deception. Stay here with me. The best way to deceive someone, the best way to deceive someone is to distract their attention onto something else while you're working something else over here. So what you do is, now, now this is one of the basic fundamental principles of, uh, of, or practices of magicians, okay? What magicians will do and, and why, why magic acts work is because what they do is they create a distraction so that your eyes and your attention will be drawn away to, to, to this distraction. And while you're being distracted, they're deceiving you by moving stuff around over here. So you're not looking over here because you're distracted over there. Stay here with me. And the reason why some folk wake up and, and they wake up in a bad relationship and wonder what happened is because you were deceived by the distraction. The distraction sets you up to be deceived. And while you were paying attention over there, something else was going on over here. Y'all still here with me? And so distraction comes to create deception. In the text, what happens is here is the serpent talking to the woman, distracting her from her husband. I have no clue what Adam was doing, but he's distracted as well. And while they're talking, watch this, 
the woman is being deceived in a conversation with the serpent and the serpent is telling her that God is keeping something from her and that God has not given her the best that she could have. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Think about this. And, and, and she's being deceived because God, watch this, God made her out of the best man that he created. Lord, have mercy. The only man that he created, God made her out of him. And then God gave her to him. She's got the best man in the world. She has no reason to be talking to nobody else, looking at nobody else. She's got the God of all creation. She's got the I am that I am who is taking care of her, feeding her, taking care of every need that she has. He's put her in paradise. She ain't got to go to HGTV and buy nothing else. God has decorated everything wonderfully. She's got everything that she needs. And watch this. She only have to go to the grocery store. She ain't got to call nobody to come deliver no food or nothing like that. DoorDash and nobody ain't got to come. She can go right out her front door and go to any tree in the garden and eat of any tree in the garden. And all of them are good because everything God made, he said it was good. And it was good. And then and then here come the servant talking about, look, look at the, look at the tree. Look at that. Why can't, can't, how come you can't have that one? Out of all the other trees, he points her to the one God said, don't eat from. It's a distraction. But it's a distraction so that he can deceive her. So he gets her there and says, look, look, look at it. It's good. And, and the text says she looked at it. I mean, let me read that for you. She, she's there and it says, look, she looked at it. The woman saw, verse 6, chapter 3, verse 6. The woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eye, a tree desirable to make one wise. And then she took his fruit and ate. Deceived. Deceived. He, he points her a focus on one tree out of all the trees that she had to eat from. I mean, think about this. You think about all the different kinds of fruit trees that there are and all the kinds of trees that you could eat from and all the vegetation that she had to eat from, all the, the, the strawberries and berries and everything that she had to eat from. And so he, he points her attention to the one that she's forbidden that he might deceive her. And then he just begins to talk about that. And she's looking at it, and she's focusing on it. And while she's focusing on it, watch this. Stay here with me. She's focusing on this one. She's focusing on this one. And while she's focusing on this one, she loses sight of what she already has. Stay here with me. Because this is what happens in a whole lot of people's relationships marital relationships they get distracted away from what they already have and start looking at what they don't have and they keep looking at what they don't have and they start examining the good in in what's not theirs to have and they start looking at that man 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 or they start looking at that woman or they start looking at that woman and they start looking at that woman and watch this while you're looking at that man or that woman that you can't have you already have what God has given you which is more than sufficient and more than enough for you to take care of all your needs and so watch this. She already had more than enough fruit in the garden. She already had more than enough trees to eat from. But now she's looking at this one tree. And he does this so that he might deceive her. And now while she's focused on that, she says, oh, that looks good to eat. All the trees were good to eat. Oh, that's going to make me. And so then she takes it and she eats it. And, and it doesn't stop there because the decept- she's deceived. But watch this. But then the text says, and she also gave to her husband who was distracted. I'm not trying to say he he wasn't aware. He was aware. He was right there because the text says she gave to her husband with her. He was right there with her and he ate. 
He wasn't distracted. I mean, he wasn't deceived. He, he knew he was doing wrong, but, but watch this. But, she, the, the, but the distraction came to deceive her. She was deceived, and now she's given to her husband who's with her. But watch this. But ultimately, the third thing that I think the distraction creates, not only to, to divert attraction so you're no longer attracted, to deceive so that I can catch you and deceive you, but thirdly, it comes to destroy you. It comes to destroy. John 10.10 10 says the thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his whole purpose. That's what, that's what the enemy comes from. That's why the serpent shows up. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The serpent that you're talking to, the serpent that's in your life, the distraction that's in your life, that's in your marriage, is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what it's coming to do. It's coming to destroy you. It's coming to destroy your relationship. It's coming to destroy your family. It's coming to destroy your covenant that you made with God at the altar before friends and family and God and angels that you came together and said, I'm going going to commit to this till death do us part. But the enemy comes to destroy that relationship. He comes to destroy the image of God that's in you. Your ability to reflect that image of God. Your ability to reflect the relationship between God and the church. He's coming to destroy all of that in your relationship, in the marital relationship. And he's coming to do it, watch this, by distraction. He's distracting us into being destroyed. I want, to call, I want to raise the flag this morning. I want, to, I want to put you on alert this morning. I want you to examine. I want you to think about if the distractions that are distracting you, what distra- what's distracting you right now in your marriage that may be bringing destruction and ultimately death to your relationship? In the marital relationship, we have to be cautious and careful about these distractions. Mm. So we have the attractions for marriage, the distractions in the marriage. But finally, finally, it's the re- I want to look at the reaction of man and the action of God in this whole marital relationship. How does the couple in the text react to the distraction? Well, Eve, she engages the distraction. The distraction comes and she gets enamored with it. She engages the distraction. She believes the distraction. <laughs> Lord help us. And after, after a closer look, she disobeys God through the distraction. The distraction leads her into disobedience. And she disobeys God. And, and then she invites her husband into the disobedience. And he follows her into the disobedience. So Adam, he, he responds. His reaction to the distraction is he also sins against God. He also goes against the will of God. He, he's distracted. He's carried away. And, and, and watch this. As a, re, as a result of their reaction, then ultimately they got to cover up. They try to hide themselves from each other. And then when God comes in the cool of the day, I read the text earlier in verse number 8, they hide themselves from God. So now they're hiding from God. These are all reactions to the distraction after they've improperly reacted to the distractions, now they're hiding from God. How stupid is that? How are you going to hide from the God of all creation in his garden? And they're hiding from God. And they're not, they're not hiding in a cave nowhere. They're hiding in the bushes trying to cover themselves up with fig leaves. It just kind of gives you an idea how crazy it is once we've been deceived and we've been drawn away and we've been, we've been 
plunged into a sinful scenario, how easy it is and how crazy the hiding experiences happen. Because even in marital relationships, you see the same thing. Folk hiding because they because they've reacted to the distraction improperly. Now you hiding. You hiding your cell phone. You hiding. You hiding your 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 your, your records from your from your bills, credit card bills. You you don't want you don't want your spouse to see what the what the bill is because you hiding because you've wrongly reacted to the distraction that came, and so you're hiding stuff. And, and, and you hide names, and you hide this, and you hide that. What are you hiding as a result of your reaction to the distraction? And they're hiding. And so now they're hiding from God. And he, watch this. And then another reaction, because this thing is just snowballing. This is snowballing down the hill. Out they hide from my God. God says, where are you? And it's like, man, I'm over here because I, I, I was naked. And, and then watch what he does. He, verse 12, then the, when God asked him, you know, what's going on? He says, then the man said, the woman whom you gave me. In other words, he's saying, he's really not blaming the woman right here. He's blaming God. He's saying, God, I wouldn't be in this place if it, if it wasn't for that woman you gave me. It's your fault, God. So now he's blaming God for his poor reaction to the distraction. He was distracted from the attraction that he had to his wife. And now he's been plunged into sin. And he's plunged the whole, the whole rest of humanity into sin. And now he wants to blame God. God, is your fault. It's that woman you gave me. Then God says to the woman, well, what have you done? And the woman says, it was the serpent. He deceived me. Now, she already knows she'd she been deceived. It was a serpent. She blames the serpent. That's right there in the text. The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Herein lies the, the, the picture of marital relationships that have wrongly reacted to the distractions in marriage. Nobody wants to own their blame for what they've done. Adam blames God. Eve blames the serpent. Nobody wants to say, I was wrong because I was distracted and I should have been attracted to you. I should have been talking to you. I should have been solely committed to you like I said I was. But because I did not rehandle the, the distraction properly, I've sinned and I'm wrong. Nobody's accepting responsibility. And this pattern of behavior is still going on today. People are still making up excuses why they didn't do what they were supposed to do or why they were wrong in what they did. They're, they're not saying, you know what, I, it, it was me. All my fault. All my fault. I, 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 I did not handle the, the distraction. I was distracted. I didn't handle it well. I left my attraction to you, my commitment to you, my, my devotion to you that I was supposed to have. I, I violated my covenant with you that I said I was going to keep until death do us part. No, people don't want that. Nobody wants to accept responsibility. They blame it all kind of other stuff. Uh, I, 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 it, uh, it, that ain't really me on the picture. That's you. I don't know how they got my phone. Yes, you do. Well, well, I, well, well it, we was just having a, a conversation. It was a friendly conversation. This ain't friendly. 
This is way beyond friendly conversation. You know, because folk be, now you got people that are, they, they CIS. You know, they, they know how to investigate and go all through the files and pull up the old text messages from, you know, years ago. And they, they be putting the stuff, all, they got it all. They got the whole track. They, they go into court with the whole record book. And, and nobody, they him and harm. Nobody accepting responsibility. Same pattern. That's man's reaction. What I'm excited about in this text is that God does not react. Okay? Here's what you need to know about God. God is not a reactionary God. He does not react to what happened. He acts because, watch this, and the reason why God doesn't have to react because God already knows what the action or reaction of the man was going to be. He already knew that the man was going to be distracted. He already knew that he was not going to be obedient. He already knew that he was going to plunge, he was going to be plunged into sin and he was going to be deceived and drawn away. He already knew that the man and the woman, going to, he knew all that already. And so therefore, God already had acted. And God's action was that before the foundation of the world, he had already had his son, Jesus Christ, die and commit his life for you and me. His actions were to make sure that the relationship that he would have with us would be able to be maintained for eternity. God didn't have to react. He didn't have to. He didn't wake up. Man, what? What? Y'all did what? I didn't know what happened. God didn't have to do that. He already knew. So before the foundation of the world, the Lamb of God was slain to take away the sins of the world. He, are, he acted on our behalf to redeem us to himself. He acted on our behalf. Do you realize, had, had, had they reacted properly, watch this, had they reacted properly, then the action of God would have been favor and blessings on their life. And here's the same thing on, on, for us. If, if we react properly to the distractions in our relationships, watch this, we can walk in the favor of God and watch this, and, and, and we learn that God's actions are always favored to us when we react to the distractions properly. If we react to the distraction properly, God will bless you and bless you and bless you. And so now you can walk in the favor of God. Listen, there would have, if, there, if they had reacted properly to the distractions to their marital relationship, there would have been no sin. We would not be dealing with all the sin issues that we're dealing with today. There would have been no sin. There would have been no death as we know it, spiritual death. But watch this. But God had already told them, in the day that you disobey me, you will surely die. They took of the fruit and they ate. They spiritually, they died right at that moment. And that's why they had to cover up because they were spiritually dead. They were no longer pure. There was no longer purity and holiness and sanctity between the man and the wife and God. The covenant had been broken. It had been defiled. But God acted to make sure that in eternity, man would still be able to be in relationship with himself. Man would still be able to be, watch this, in relationship with one another. Because, watch this, what God assured is that the way he brings us back together into one body is through his son, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus. The way he, the way he reconnects us as brothers and sisters and, and in, 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 a, in a new marriage 
is a marriage through the blood of the lamb who was slain on Calvary. If it had not been for the blood of the lamb, we would not be able to come back together in a holy covenantal relationship with each other and with God. And ultimately God is coming Woo! Help me, Jesus. Ultimately, he's coming to reunite us all together in one body called Christ. And we will be the bride of the lamb and we will be taken away from this place to be with him for eternity. Always from that day forward to be one with one another and to be united with one another as one flesh. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD, or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our Spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family Minister in the Spirit of Excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.